What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are doing great. I hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful day. I know everything seems to be upside down right now. I know everything seems to be just has a head on the ground and the legs in the sky which if you've ever done a handstand it's a weird experience but for some reason lately i've been trying to do a handstand it is something you fork about being upside down but nevertheless i hope y'all are doing well i hope y'all are doing great for every single person that's listening to this podcast right now i hope y'all are having a wonderful 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 day today i hope y'all are doing great I hope things are going really well for y'all. I hope life is not difficult, not too bad. And I just hope things are going well. And uh, I just hope, yeah, I just hope you're doing well. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I just need to, I feel like I need to just reassure people every time that I get the chance that it is well and this too shall pass. And just, uh, just keep your head up try your best and do what you got to do but yeah just i hope everything's going well for you and your family and you're staying safe and you're washing your hands and you're staying indoors because there's a lot of people my friend sent me a uh sent me a meme today it was like looking outside while these covid idiots are out here just going to the beach and stuff <laughs> and it was kind of funny but it's true like too many people are taking this thing not seriously enough in my opinion there's a lot of people that are just like oh i'm young I can do whatever, it's not gonna affect me and all that stuff. But we gotta take this thing seriously. It is it is spreading a whole lot faster than we thought. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the podcast today. And we'll talk about some other things. But yeah, just take this thing seriously. Do what you can on your side. You know, the social distancing. Take care of your neighbors by staying away from your neighbors. Um, washing your hands, taking care of what you have to take care of on your side of things. And for all those who are like me working from home, well, for me, I don't really care. I like staying home. I like being by myself anyway. It doesn't really bother me. But for all those who need social interaction, I hope you're able to get some of that uh, with friends, just being on FaceTime chat with you or whatever, so that you can get those interactions. It's been pretty cool. My uh, small group for church had a uh, have a work day group, group uh, video call that they do or that we do and it's pretty cool just being in there and just giving people the opportunity to just kind of lean on each other and just spend some time to get that social interaction, especially for parents, because my goodness, that's a lot of work that you guys got going on. That's a lot of work. But yeah, that's uh. but yeah, anyway, moving on from there. So we got a few topics to talk about today. It feels like every day there's just like brand new smacking like biggest news ever going on in the world today to be honest. There's just so much that's happening all in one go. Everything is just happening right now. And I was going to start off today talking about how like the markets were completely down and I'm just showing y'all a quick picture of uh, a quick look at my portfolio, excuse me. A a quick look at my Robinhood portfolio. It's not a whole lot of money, but uh, it's just me starting off. But the interesting thing was on Tuesday when I showed y'all this, um, when I showed y'all this picture last on Tuesday, 
this number was like 380 or something like that. It was, I was doing not so great. Actually, I have a picture of it. We'll go right here, we'll go back. And I don't want to show you guys all these pictures. That one. And it was 372 last time. But the markets had a crazy, crazy one day comeback. The greatest of all time. Literally like LeBron James going up against the Golden State Warriors kind of comeback after being down 3-2. My goodness, who is texting me? Of course, it's my, it's my friends, my brother and my friend. Uh, once I finish this, I'm about to hop on and play some Apex. Play some video games. It's been a minute, but it's good. But anyway, the markets had a crazy, crazy comeback after two weeks of just basically just going negative. Like, look at this. Just basically going negative, 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 negative. And then in one day, it had an 11% historic, historic ride. Like, it has never happened before. I'm going to read you uh, a uh, piece from this. Uh, this, let's see, the Dow soared more than 2,100 points on Tuesday or over 11%, notching its biggest one day percentage gain since 1933. It's the best point increase ever. The S&P rallied about 10% for the best day since October, 2008. And all of this, you may be asking like, whoa, what exactly led to this comeback? What exactly led to LeBron James waking up in the fourth quarter? of game six and actually carrying his team well he didn't really carry his team because you know Kyrie Irving was on that team too and he made he made the shot that won the game but anyway that's besides the point what exactly led for the markets to change from being pummeled looking like freaking Rocky in every Rocky movie ever always being pummeled through all the first 10 rounds and then the 11 rounds he gets a knockout so what exactly happened that changed the whole uh, scope of the whole thing what exactly happened that allowed for this comeback. It was basically the idea of this. A $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill that should be passed sometime soon. And the markets love good news. The markets love some kind of good news. Like, we've just been getting bad news after bad news talking about coronavirus is spreading, coronavirus is spreading, coronavirus is spreading. I was about to come on here and start talking about how the how JP Morgan had their latest forecast for the United States and what the GDP is going to look like moving forward and JP Morgan uh JP Morgan had it at the first quarter of this year we're going to see a negative 4% gain and then in the second quarter it will be a negative 14% loss and then in the third quarter we'll actually finally start going back on things going back in the positive as we have 8% uh, gain in GDP. And then in the fourth quarter, we'll close out with about 4% growth of GDP, which over overall for the full year will be about an, a loss of negative one point, a loss of 1.5 percentage in GDP growth for the entire year. And so, isn't it funny how we describe GDP growth? We say loss of some amount GDP growth. So it's so weird. But anyway, the point is, we're supposed that those these were the kind of news that we were getting all week long. These were the kind of things that we were getting each and every single day. It was a lot of negative news, a lot of things about how the coronavirus is spreading, how health officials were telling everybody, hey, stay indoors. And whenever whenever people can't go out to go shopping, to just go out and explore places, whether it's just to get their hair done, or whether it's to go out on a flight to go somewhere exotic or maybe not that exotic or whether it's people just traveling and going out to eat and all that kind of stuff, 
basically with health officials saying that hey you can't move about you can't do all the stuff that you normally would do because it will cause this virus to spread that is basically an l for the economy when money is not moving like it usually does a lot of people are also losing their jobs because of this and a lot of different things where people are not spending as much as they usually do that means the con that's basically the economy just going into suicidal mode that's the economy working on a suicidal uh, thread and so we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move forward because there was something that happened this that happened yesterday that kind of ticked me off but we'll get to that but anyway these were the kind of news that we were getting all week long but then finally this news came out that the federal government the white house and senate leaders were finally in congruence or almost in congruence this thing still hasn't been passed yet i thought by now it would be passed but it still hasn't been passed yet because a few there's still a few snags that is holding up the whole thing. There's still a few as, uh, where, where is it? Uh, where is that? Uh, anyway, there's still a few, uh, snags that's holding up the whole package being pushed through. I think, yeah, here we go. So this is an article from CNN from today. And it's talking about some last minute stags that's still holding it up. And basically it's, it's one on one side. They're like, we don't want to bail out companies too much for just not taking care of their business and not handling how they should have handled. Think companies like Boeing who already had issues prior to coronavirus. And the reason why Boeing had to cancel his dividend is not because of the coronavirus. It's more because of how they've been handling themselves. And so the issue is between both the Senate party and the Democrats are like, yo, we don't want to bail out all these companies. We actually want to put the money in the hands of people who need the money. In other words, people who just lost their jobs. And then on the other side, you have Republicans saying, you have some Republicans that are like as Senate, uh, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says, this bill pays you more not to work than if you are working. You're literally incentivizing taking people out of the workforce at a time when we need strict, uh, critical infrastructure supplied with work workers. If this is not a drafting error, then, uh, then it's the worst idea I've seen in a long time. And so it's just basically like, they're just hashing out all the details, all the fine details within the plan which unfortunately is part of the problem with the with the democrat democratic system which is a good problem i would say because i don't want the autocratic system like they have in china where basically the government just said hey we're on lockdown boom and they were like tracking people and doing everything to enforce the lockdown and they basically just did whatever they wanted i do want i do prefer this democratic system at the end of the day but it does mean that things take longer than maybe they should, but that's just what's going to happen. That's just one of the things that you have to deal with. So what are some of the things that are coming out with this $2 trillion stimulus package that is supposed to be released soon? So in this package is uh, payouts to individuals. So about 250 billion set aside for direct payouts to individuals, about 350 billion in small biz business loans, and then 250 billion in unemployment insurance benefits, and 500 billion in loans to distressed companies. This is what we're talking about, like companies like Boeing, airline companies, companies with cruise liners, those kind of things is what they're talking about, the 500 billion loan that they're trying to give out to these companies. Now, can you? what can you expect if you're an individual? How much money will you be getting? The estimate is like, if you earn about $75,000 or less, you'll be getting about $1,200 each. If you're married you be, and you have kids, you'll be getting 2400 and then 500 for each kid that you have. Uh, for couples, if you make under, uh, let's see, 
If you make under $198,000 for couples, or wait, my bad. If you make $150,000 or less for couples, you will be getting this money. And then it scales up and reduces the amount you get until you get to about $100,000 for singles and almost $200,000 for couples. So depending on how much you make, it variates how much money you're actually gonna get in your bank account. But we're still waiting on them to, to finally agree to this. They were still waiting on them to actually pass this so that as soon as they pass it, they can start shipping out and we can start getting some extra bread in our bank accounts. But some other bad news of why the stock market previously was going negative, which was some of the things that I was gonna talk about, but my whole, my whole list of things to talk about was completely thrown out the door when I came in this, when I woke up this morning and I was looking at stuff and I saw like the market was rebounding. Actually, yesterday when I saw the market was rebounding, I was like, what's going on? Like it just ruined my entire show notes. By the way, if you guys ever want to see the show notes, let me know, tweet at me, hit me up. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below if you want to see some of the show notes of, of the things that I talk about and all that stuff. But either way, I was coming in here with like talking about how the market was just failing like the Titanic and continued to sink like the Titanic and all this stuff. But then I woke up and then this was happening. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's not that's not exactly what I expected to be seeing today. But anyway, some of the other news that came out that was killing the markets was I was going to talk about unemployment. Like I said earlier, with more and more people losing their jobs, you can expect because of coronavirus, you can just expect that unemployment number to continue to grow. As of last week, Thursday, which we're going to get another one tomorrow, or as of when you all are listening to this, it will be Thursday. So on Thursday, we will get an updated number. But as of last Thursday, the number was 281,000 people, an increase from over 211 from the week prior. We haven't hit this high number since 2017. Remember when we're talking about how, uh, how in the last couple of years, unemployment has been about 3%. Well, we're moving further and further and further away from that 3% number. We're moving very, very much more and more into this high numbers, these high numbers of unemployment. I mean, four weeks earlier, unemployment was at 232, but then there was, I mean, my bad, 211,000, but then there was an additional 70,000 people that lost their jobs because of this coronavirus situation. And so news like that was coming out and it was just completely killing the market. Like the market just could not see anything. It was just going negative, negative, which side note for all my individual investors out there, if this is still a good time to invest in the market, like you see where this is. Okay. So before, let me just, let me just show you all this real quick. We're going to use the S and P 500 real quick to show you where we're starting off from. And we're just gonna say five, the last five years. In the last five years, the S&P 500 was about 2,061 points in the last five years, so 2015. At this point, even though it's still at a low, it's still more than what it was five years ago. So I'll still say it's still a good time to buy. A lot of companies are at a discount price right now. For example, Disney, still a discount price. I mean, this thing was up to 120 at one point last or at one point late last year and now look at it it's at only at 100 microsoft was at 100 and almost at 170 at one point but look at it right now it's at 140 so it's still a good time to buy in the market it's still a good time for you to buy some shares buy some investments and make to start investing if you want to do that and our advice for everybody that doesn't necessarily want to be picking their own companies or looking that detailed or actually is going to do hardcore research 
I would say ETFs. ETFs is your best bet. And some of the best ETFs for me, in my opinion, is this one, the S&P. This one just basically tracks the S&P 500. Um, it basically does as well as the S&P 500 in there. But again, I would say go do your own research, but that's one that I would look at. If you're a tech head like me and you're willing to take on a little bit more risk, this one, the one I showed y'all a second ago, where's my, where's it? The one, this one, this SPY that I had shown just now, it's been available for, I think, over 20 years or so. This one, the SLK, has only been available for about 15, 10 or 15 years. And so it's not, it doesn't have that history to go on its back because for me personally, I tend to only invest in things that have like at least a 10 year track record so I can see how they've done for 10 years. But these are two good things to look at if you want to pick a, it's, if you want to pick an ETF. Another good ETF is this SDY. This SDY exposes you to even more, to a lot of different stocks from a lot of different types of company. Remember last week, I don't know if it showed properly, we had a lot of technical dif difficulties, but one of the sites that I use to look up companies and to learn more about what what exactly I'm investing in is something called seekingalpha.com. And I just go in here and I look at, for especially when I'm looking at dividend stocks or if I wanna invest in a dividend earning uh, stock or a dividend earning ETF, I go on here and I look at, okay, so what are the holdings that they have? What is the largest part of this? So if you look on here, you see like it has a variety of different companies. Some of the biggest, some of different types of industry. It's got real estate. It's got medicine. It's got telecom. It's got all kinds of different things. ExxonMobil. It's got health. It's got all kinds of different sectors of the market for you to invest in. And so it doesn't expose you to any extreme one side, like the tech one that I was showing you earlier. Let me go back real quick and show you that one. Um, this uh, XLK that I was showing you earlier doesn't expose you to that SLK ETF as much as that one is literally strictly just for tech. XLK is a technology focused ETF. And so if you don't want that kind of extreme exposure to just one part of the market, you can go into this one, which is the SDY ETF. If you're, by the way, SDY is the ticker symbol. The ticker symbol is SDY. So you can look it up if you want to. So these are the two that I would say if you're looking at ETFs to invest in, SDY and XLK. And the last one was, give me one quick second. I believe it was SPY. Yes, and SPY. These are the three ETFs that I would say you should look at, especially if you're looking for dividends and you want to make a little bit of money from here on out when as you're investing. But anyway, besides that, Let's go back on the topic, which was how unemployment was affecting the market a lot. It was just a lot of people who are having a lot of temporary job losses, which is why the government is doing that stimulus package to try and put money in everybody in as many people's hands as possible, as we've just read about a second ago. I can't find the article right now. But anyway, but there's a giant but, as we've been talking about. One of the things that happened shortly after the news of the White House and Senate like finally agreeing to come to the table and discuss how they were going to decide or decipher what they were exactly they were going to do. We had Trump, President Trump come out and say, basically, he came out and said something. He basically, this was his quote. There was a, a quote that he said, if I can find it. Anyway, I can't find the quote right now. But anyway, he had come out and said that he wanted everything to go back to normal by spring. So I think this is one. Nope, that's not the one. Where is my President Trump thing? 
Anyway, but anyway, he came out and said that he wanted everything to go back to normal by spring, uh, April, not by spring, by Easter, which is Easter is April 12th. So let me actually find this. Anyway, basically, so Trump came out and he was like, I thought it was a beautiful time, a beautiful timeline. And basically what he's saying when he made statements talking about his target date was for us to go back to normal by April 12th which is less than three weeks away from now. The problem with that is the hospitals are having a huge, literally the hospitals are just under fire right now. Like there's there's so much limited resources for ER doctors, for people who are working on the hospitals right now. And so there's no like easy way that we can get to that point by April April, uh, April 8th. Actually, there was, a, there was another quote that he said that really, uh, I guess triggered me is the word. The oh yeah, that's what he said. The he doesn't this he said the cure he and I quote open quotations the cure to be worse than the problem. And basically in other words, he doesn't want the economy to go full blown into a recession rather than us finding another way that we can mitigate the risk of the pandemic. The problem with that is every health official, even his own health official are like, uh, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea at all. Like, that's actually a really bad idea. And the fact is, it is a bad idea. We already missed the boat initially on trying to contain this thing when when it, it first happened. The, a lot of the news we were talking about was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not going to be that bad. And so there's no quick pill that you can swallow to just fix everything quickly. There's just is not is just not possible for that to happen at this point. The fact is, we're going to have to sit this out for a bit, for a while. I understand a recession might come up, which we're already in a in a recession. The signs are everywhere. People are losing their jobs. People are not spending money that much, and so automatically, by all intents and purposes, we won't find out until we're out of the quarter. But we're basically in a recession right now, or we're working through a recession right now and so him coming out and saying this really kind of really really upset me and it showed like what exactly his focus is when it comes to this whole issue to me it feels more like he is working towards his re-election it feels more like he is just doing everything that he can to ensure that he gets re-elected because at the end of the day if you look at historically if a president over uh, overseas great economic uh great economic pro- prosperous time period he's more than likely going to get elect re-elected but however if a president is in a is in power during the time when we see an economic downward turn where we see a bear market when we see uh unemployment increasing and increasing and increasing usually that president doesn't get re-elected and as we know this is an election year and so for him, everything he's focused on, it seems like to me, is everything is for him to get reelected. And and for me, it's just, I just don't like seeing it. I just, I just don't like seeing it because these are a lot more people that you're putting their lives at risk. I know there are possibly ways like people are referencing, oh, look at how South Korea did it. Look at how South Korea did it. The problem is the way South Korea did it is they caught it early, step one, and then they tested people broadly. On this side of the water, we're not testing people like people who actually have the thing or people who are sick and are wanting to get tested can't even get tested. 
can't even get tested. So how are we supposed to do the same thing that South Korea did? We can't. We just can't. It's just not possible because we don't have enough tests. We don't have enough testing locations. The hospitals are being completely overrun. They don't have enough ventilators to take care of the patients that they currently have. And so if we just go back to normal, this thing is going to spread even faster than it's already spreading. And it's spreading very, very fast because already people aren't even taking taking the 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 systems into place social distancing and all these things they're not even taking it seriously right now and so the thing is still spreading and so i don't understand how we can possibly possibly just be like oh yeah you know what i don't want us to go into a recession type of thing and i just wanted to get this thing done as quickly as possible it's just not possible we already missed the boat on trying to contain this thing as fast as possible we missed that boat a while ago and so now we just have to deal with it as it comes it will take a lot more federal spending. We're going to be in a whole lot more federal debt. But if that's what it takes for us to ensure that people aren't just going to be getting indebted by this thing, I'm okay with it. I'm okay, I'm very okay with I'm very okay with increased debt versus people dying. That's just me. Economic stability is not everything. It's not everything. But anyway, moving on from there, while the federal government is over here bickering and they're still figuring out what they're going to do and how they're going to do anything and what they're going to try and do, Jerome Powell and his buddies, they're making all kinds of moves. I mean, they're literally throwing everything but the, including the kitchen sink at this, at this situation. Like they're making all kinds of moves. I mean, we've talked about in the past how they had made about, uh, made a move for $1.5 trillion where they injected that into the, uh, into the repo market. Well, now the next step that they've taken is literally they're no longer just using the the banks as the way that they're going to be loaning people money or anything like that. They're literally going to now be the banking system for themselves and actually loan out money to small businesses as well. As it says on here, um, with lending and treasury and mortgage markets threatening to short shut down, the Fed announced an aggressive set of programs Monday to try and smooth out those markets. To do so, it committed to buy as much government-backed debt as it deems necessary. And for the first time ever, the federal the Fed says it plans to buy corporate debt too. Its intervention is intended to ensure the households, companies, banks, and governments can get loans they need at a time when their own revenue is fast drying up as the economy stalls. So uh, the Fed said in a statement, the coronavirus pandemic is causing tremendous hardship across the United States and across the world. Aggressive efforts must be taken across the public and private sectors to limit the losses to jobs and incomes and to promote a swift recovery over the disruption, disruption abate. And with that being said, they're, they're literally put into into action like an additional over an additional one trillion dollars to ensure that this market like the the whole market doesn't just dry up the whole time and so they're taking every effort that they can possibly take i mean they're buying over 500 billions of extra uh treasuries well this was last week's treasuries that they already did last week where they bought over 500 billion and 200 in mortgage-backed securities so there's a lot that they're doing to try and ensure that the the there's some kind of stability but the main thing and the main thing that's in every economy's uh head right now the main question is how does this exactly cause people to spend more money because at the end of the day if people can't leave their house they still can't spend the money that you're giving them anyway so how is this supposed to boost the 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 economy as a whole 
The answer to that is this is not for now. This is not for while we're going through this hardship. This is not for while we're dealing with all the issues that's going on right now. This is for after we were trying to come out of it, after things are starting to get back to normal. This is to ensure that once things start changing, once things start rolling again, that we hit the ground running, like I talked about before. It's to ensure that we go into hyperspeed once we're coming out of this thing so that the markets and the economy can go right back to where it was as quickly in a short period, in a short period of time as possible. And so that's why the Federal Reserve is making some of their biggest moves that they've ever made in all of history. By the way, if you've never seen Jerome Powell, that's what he looks like. If you're watching on YouTube, for all my listeners out there, thank you all for listening. And I think I'm going to stop it there. We've been talking for about 30 minutes. There's actually, you know what? We're not stopping it there. There's a couple of other things that I want to touch on real quick, real, real quick uh, about what exactly is going on. We've talked about a lot of negative news on here. But some of the good news is for, I know a lot of people are losing their jobs and a lot of people are just in a state of flux right now. But one of the good news that I, I was reading about is just some companies, oh, this was the thing I was going to read, but some companies are actually hiring more and more people. If I can just, yeah. So like some companies are actually hiring more and more and more people during this time that that people are losing their jobs and those kind of things so and the only reason i'm talking about this article is i just wanted to be like a public service announcement type of thing where it's there's a possibility that you can maybe get jobs in other areas just temporary jobs to hold you over until until things change a little bit and for all of us out there who love to hustle this is a possible opportunity to maybe make a little bit of extra money i am tempted but i'm too lazy so i'm not going to do it but a couple of companies that are looking to hire new people, uh, you have Kroger is looking to hire about 10,000 extra hands. CVS and Dollar General is going to hire about 50,000 extra help, uh, extra, extra help force. Uh, Walmart is hiring over 150,000 extra hands. Instacart, Instacart is hiring about 300,000 extra people. And then Domino's and Papa John's are looking to hire about 50 or 30,000 extra hands. So, I mean, it might be something where you can possibly get something else. Let me just put this right here. Uh, where you can maybe get something else just to hold you over until things kind of go back to normal. I know a lot of people are suffering, suffering and a lot of people are struggling through this time. And I'm just hoping that at least if this can help anyone, that would be great. And then another piece of good news is China is finally lifting the restriction on the key area where... COVID-19 started in the Wuhan region, but in the Hubei district. Hubei? 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 I don't know how to say that word. But they're basically opening, they're taking down some of the lockdowns that they have, and they've put the date of April 8th where they're going to allow people to start moving in and out of the city of Wuhan, which is good news. So it's good news that we're seeing that China has contained it. I mean, unfortunately, 3,000 people died from this thing, which is sad, but it is good news that we're finally seeing this uh, virus starting to be contained and we're starting to see that we can come out of this. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope for for a better tomorrow. There is hope for what we can expect to come out of this. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. But a quick roundup of everything we talked about. First of all, we talked about how the, the stocks had a roaring comeback looking like LeBron in game six and game seven of the NBA finals. 
And they just came back after having one of the greatest days in history of the stock market growing at about 11% now in one day. It hasn't happened since 1933. It was great. We talked about some of the issues that led to the market just going tanking on itself. We talked about Donald Trump and some of his statements on how he wants the mark, how he wants everything to be back, going back to normal by Easter. But how is that going to happen? It's probably not going to happen. And hopefully, hopefully we just are able to work through this a little bit better than we are right now. And then finally, or not finally, and then we talked about how the Fed made its boldest move by basically removing the middleman and being the direct lender to a lot of businesses, especially small and medium sized businesses to ensure that they can continue to pay their workers, even in this time when they're not making any money and they can take out loans to continue to pay their workers. And then finally, we talked about how a lot of places are finally, we're talking about possible opportunities where you can get some jobs with places like Instacart or Walmart or Amazon, which are looking for more hands to help them in this situation. And we said there is some good news that China is finally opening the borders on one of the places where the virus actually started out from. So anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all got a thing of two. I know uh, for all those who are watching on YouTube, I hope, oh geez, and that crashed my recording again. I will figure this recording out at some point and I will get it to y'all soon. But anyway, it's been your boy Kalichi. I'm going to hit y'all up in another one. God bless y'all. Peace.